Just like most episodes, this one contains strong language. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and guests and in no way represent the state of Oklahoma, the Oklahoma Historical Society, or the Oklahoma State Historic Preservation Office. Welcome to the Musings of an ADD Mind podcast. This is your host, Jack, and... If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know I am riddled with ADD. So it's it's tough when this has been your entire life. But uh, today I have somebody on who I think has uh, a pretty cool story that they're going to talk about. And probably most of uh, my listeners here, you have never done what this this amazing guest has done. It is my co-worker, Dr. Elizabeth, and she is going to talk about her time as a Jeopardy! champion and if Alex Trebek let her stroke his mustache. <laughs> so well, go ahead, Elizabeth. Hi, <laughs> hi I'm Elizabeth. Uh, like Jack said, I have won on Jeopardy! And it was a 20 years ago at this point when I was in college. So it's been a, quite a long time ago at this point, and it was a it was a journey. It was it was a journey, many many steps. So to to get there, to get all the way there. I bet it was. Was it? Um, it how difficult was it? I know the the test you have to take to get on Jeopardy is a pretty difficult test. Is it even harder when you're a college student to get on, or is it roughly the same process? Well, I actually tried out for the regular version. There was, uh, they were giving advertisements for auditions happening around the country, and one of them was in Dallas. This was my junior, spring of my junior year of college. So I went ahead and sent in the information. I put my information in a line to do the audition that was in Dallas because I figured it'd never get any closer than Dallas. Right. Of course, the next year they had an audition in Oklahoma City. Of course. But, you know, that's the way life works. So uh, I put in my information to do the audition in Dallas. They choose randomly from those people who put in to, they just kind of a lottery system or something. Well, my name got chosen to go audition in Dallas. And that was in April of my junior year of college, which would have been 2001. No, 2002, 2002. And um, so I, my mom came down to drive me to Dallas because I was too scared to drive to Dallas by myself. Uh, I was not used to doing things like that. And so she came down, she spent the night with me at my sorority house. My sorority sisters were extremely supportive. They were the ones who really told me to register. They were like, you need to do this. Um, right. Because we'd done college bolt stuff at, uh, at OU and we won because not just because of me, obviously there were other women in the chapter who were very trivia minded, but they all were like, you need to, register for this you need to try out you need to do this stuff so they were very supportive they put all sorts of uh decorations on my door for that morning we're leaving and saying i was gonna be i was a rock star i was gonna get this and all this stuff so we get up in the morning we drive down to dallas it's the auditions at this really nice hotel in dallas i think it's the adolphus actually in dallas. okay and we uh we get in there and they're in rooms of 50 people or so and okay. they had different sessions. Uh, I don't know how many people were actually there that day, but my room had 50, 60 people in it. 
and they give you the the sheet to fill out. You see the answers on the screen, and then you fill out your your questions. It's generally right. that's how we do things. Pretty, and it's fifty questions. And when they they take them when when you finish, they take the answer sheet from you or the question sheet from you, I guess, and they take them off to grade them. They don't tell you how many you have to get right. They don't tell you if there's some percentage or anything like that from the room that they're going to take. They, they don't say anything about how many people are going to move on or if anybody will move on. Right. They take them to grade them and they entertain you while you're sitting there. Like they talk about the show. They have their little, at that point they had the people who would go around the world and give clues and they had those people talking on the screen and stuff like that. Right. So about 10, 15 go by, they bring, they come back in and they say, okay, this person, this person, this person stay, the rest of you guys go on. So it was me and four guys who were left. Okay. I was the youngest one. I was the only woman. And we were the ones who had passed the written portion of the, of the test. And at that point, you are eligible to be a contestant. What they want to do at that point is kind of see your personality. Like you can, uh, they want to see what kind of stories you tell, how you handle the buzzer, that sort of thing. So they get a buzzer system out and they put three of you up there and put some questions on the screen and have you, you know, go against each other to answer them. So we get up there. I'm up there with two of these guys and I'm, the youngest one by quite a bit, actually. Right. <laughs> and one of the, the the only thing that really sticks in my mind is that we get up there, we've got the stuff, they're asking us questions about ourselves because we've written some little things about ourselves on our forms when we right, right. Stop. So they go through the story thing that Alex Trebek would go through during a introducing the contestants portion of the show. And then they do some questions. Well, the question that one of the questions was a Monty Python question. It was, I can't remember exactly which one it was, but the answer, it was a Monty Python related question. Of course, I buzzed in and I got it right because it's Monty Python. Right. And, um, <laughs> and the two guys who were standing up there with me, like looked over at me with like death daggers in their eyes. Like, why is the chick getting the Monty Python question? This little sorority girl over here shouldn't know Monty Python. I'm like, sorry, guys. What I grew up on. <laughs> yeah. And you might want to get used to it because I'm about to keep spanking your ass. <laughs> so after that, you know, they say, thanks for coming in. If we want you on the show, we'll call you within I remember it was the, the six or nine months. Um, right. And can audition again in a year if you don't get a call. Okay. okay. That's great. So my mom and I load back up in the car and we head back up to Norman so she can drop me off and then she can go back home to Broken Arrow. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we just go about our business. This was April. And, um, you know, we didn't hear anything and we didn't hear anything. And we figured, you know, it's no big deal. I auditioned when I was 20. Right. Um, I turned 21 about a month later. Didn't hear anything. No big deal. I'm young. I figured I was too young for the regular Jeopardy. It was... I actually, I, when I, when I signed up to audition, there was a college audition at the same time and I didn't, uh -huh. get, I didn't get randomly chosen to go to that one. I got okay. to go to the regular one. Right. So, um, I just figured it happened later. I could audition again later. That's no big deal. 
Well, August rolls around. I had moved back to the sorority house. Um, I went out. Um, this was before school started. Um, we, I had been out to dinner or something. I came back and my roommate had written on the dry erase board outside our, our room. Um, your mom called jeopardy called you have three days to call them back (laughs) yes i need to call my mom and get the phone number for jeopardy right now yeah yeah so uh they called because they wanted me to come out and tape shows in september and so i went out in september taped the shows and then they aired in december okay and this was back before um you stayed on until you lost, right? Is yeah. When you yeah, were on, it was, you were only, they were only five day champions. Am I correct in that? Yeah. Right. I was the last or second to last. Like it was either that year was the year that the next year they changed for that. I can't remember if it was right then or if it was the next year after that. It was really close, but right. yeah, only a five day champion. And then you won a car. I could have won a Jaguar if I'd stayed for five days. Ah, dang it. Yeah. 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 So we can't give spoilers away because I don't want to, Tell everyone how many days in a row you were a champion until we kind of get to that part of the story. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she didn't win the Jaguar. Did not, did not win the Jaguar. So you nope. know, you got. A it little was a bit Toyota. No, <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so I guess you filmed all all of your episodes. Was it a like a one day filming? So you film the episode. Okay, go change clothes because now it's Tuesday, and then you film that way. And up, oh, go change clothes. Now you're on Wednesday's show. So do they tell you bring five days worth of clothing? They actually tell you to bring three, bring three days worth of clothing, and then um, after that, you just kind of have to mix and match. Um, oh. <laughs> but the uh, we it, they don't pay for you to go out there just so you know. They don't pay your way out there because you're guaranteed a little bit of money at some point. Like you were guaranteed, I think, $1,000 if you okay. got, got third place. So my dad made the travel arrangements for us to go out there to Culver City, California. Um, they do have a hotel that they have arrangements with for the contestants to stay there, and then they have a shuttle that will take you to the studio in the morning. Okay. And so we left... I had to go to tell my professors why I was missing class. Uh, <laughs> said, Sorry, I'm missing my capstone class today because I'm going to go tape Jeopardy. And they were, re- they thought it was really cool. So they didn't have a problem with me missing class. But um, we left, we were taping on a Wednesday. We left after my last class Tuesday afternoon, got okay. there Tuesday night late Right. Got up Wednesday morning, got ready, and went to the studio. I can't remember what time we had to be there. It was pretty early. It wasn't like, an, it wasn't insanely early, but it was pretty early. And then our flight left there, left LAX at like midnight or 1 a.m. That like Wednesday night into Thursday morning. And I got back in time for my Thursday afternoon classes. Oh, wow. I bet you were a. Uh... A little groggy in those classes. A little tired. Yeah, I think I did take a nap. I think we had a layover in St. Louis, maybe. On the way back, I'm pretty sure there was some sleeping on the floor in the airport in St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We got there, and uh, they took us to the studio, 
they, they, they told us, you know, bring three days worth of clothing, uh, or, you know, three changes of clothes. You get to the studio, they, the contestant coordinators are super nice. They're trying to make you feel as comfortable as possible. They don't want you to be nervous because that doesn't make good TV. Right. Um, I mean, <laughs> it might make good, TV, but they don't really want that kind of TV. So they get you in the green room area. They sit you around the table. You fill out all of your forms. You sign your life away. You tell them you're, you sign the non-disclosure forms and all those things. And they put your horrible makeup on for the cameras. It's just terrible orange junk that you put all, put all over your face and your chest. Right. Um, and then they, um, you have to draw numbers to see when you play, like to see who the first three people are. Oh, okay. They're taping a week's worth of shit that day. Right. They're taping five shows on that Wednesday. So Alex Trebek only worked two days a week. Ah. For two weeks of two weeks a month. That's that's an entire month worth months worth of shows. That's a good gig when you can get it. Yeah, it is. So they they did that. They had us draw the numbers. And I happened to be I happened to draw to go in the first game that they were taking. That worked we, out for you because you knew a lot of those uh, answers. Yes, yes, it did work out. It was it was kind of fun. We go out there. the The champion from the week before is is already there and is out there. They've got him all set up, and apparently nobody liked him. So <laughs> we get out there, and um, he was a little smarmy, like okay. But um, after we finished, we, we did the first, well, I'll back up a little bit. They take you out there when they're getting you ready, like when they're still getting everything ready to go before they start taping, because they have to make sure you look good behind the podium, like they've got to get everything set up. And part of that is that they have to make sure that you can see over the podium. So they put you up on boxes. Right. And I was on two or three boxes. But they had a guy who was slightly shorter than me, but they made him look taller than me because well. they, had, they just wanted the perceptions to be there. Right, uh, right. It was it was very it was very interesting the way they they did that. But they got all those things set up. They had you write they had you write your name so your name was ready to go on the front, so you weren't doing that like right before you went in to go tape those mm-hmm. sorts of things. Yeah. Um, they gave everybody a chance to practice with the buzzers because there's a string of what looks like cheap Christmas lights around the board that you can't see on TV, but that's what tells you when it's time for you to buzz in. It's uh, time. Oh, okay. So you can't buzz in before those lights go off, but you don't see that until you're standing up there. So they give you a chance to practice with that. So you can do it without having to figure that out right when you get up there the first time. Right, right. So how long, because obviously Jeopardy's a 30-minute show, but obviously it takes longer than that to film each episode, I would imagine. So what does it take, like, two hours per 30 minutes or actually, no, an hour and a half, an hour? It's really fast, actually. Is it really? They don't, it, it's pretty much real time. Uh, oh, okay. There's a, there's a studio audience in there, which they put the families, because my, my parents and my, the guy I was dating in college went with me out there. And so they have the families in one area of the audience and they've got the regular studio audience. Um, Cause the families get to stay if they're like person keeps winning. Right. So you get in there. Like once they start the actual taping, it's very 
like it, you're just going like you don't stop the um the only times they stopped were a couple of times when alex Trebek messed up when he was talking and, and the magic of editing right they uh they fixed it to where he didn't mess up when he's reading the questions or the answers when you saw it on TV. But, um, and it didn't happen often. It was just, you know, he might still yeah. record occasionally because people do that. Yes. And <laughs> so. They, words are hard. Words are hard. So they s- would start the episode. And I mean, they did take pauses for the commercial breaks, but like okay. those pauses, those pauses for the commercial breaks, it was. Uh, your bot, you get a bottle of water to take a drink. They had a marked with your, the number for your space at the podiums. And it was really funny because, I mean, after I won the first game, because I did win, I did win at least one, um, the little stagehand guy who would bring the water bottle up would hand it to me and go, here you go, champ. It was so cute. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, but they give you water if, I know, occasionally they might come up and like, they didn't really fix your makeup at all necessarily, but they, if there was something they saw, they might come and like move your hair or something. If uh-huh. it was something you weren't seeing. Um, but it was really very much real time through the, to the episode. And each episode is only 22 minutes without the commercials. Right. So it was really very, um, it went by really quickly. And there wasn't a lot of time necessarily in between. Really the only time in between was to go, for the for the person who won the champion to go change their clothes and get remiked, come back out and get the new people out there. Wow. So um do you ever actually get to is the first time you see Alex Trebek when you come out to start filming? Or does he go and talk to you beforehand? I think he came out before he doesn't really necessarily talk to you. Like it's not a like he's kinda of coming to be chummy. Um, he came, I want to say he came out cause he came out to like do some practice stuff right before. Cause the, the extra time comes at the beginning, like okay. to get things ready. It's right. not during the episodes. It's at the very beginning. Cause I don't know that we started taping until I, I have no idea what time I was not, I, had, I was in a time warp when we were there. So I no <laughs> yeah. I would imagine so, but it was probably, we'd probably been there two hours before we actually even started taping anything. But the, uh, he, he would come out and he'd say hi or whatever to everybody. It wasn't like a individualized thing. The times when you talk to him, when he was interviewing you during the show, you'd get your individual time with him. And then after the show, during the credits, when the contestants are standing up there, he was, he would talk to you. Right. Was, right. It was it was fun. Um, he said some things. And, <laughs> and, yeah, it was he. he um, one of the interview things that I had said was the, the guy I was dating at the time had gotten me a gift for my birthday. And it was a nine foot inflatable kitty pool. And we were in college, like, whatever. So he, Alex decided that that was interesting he said he got you a kiddie pool and i said yes and he goes dump him okay like, oh, well this is, this is during the interview on national television so after the um show was over i actually did win that episode and I, so i was standing next to him after while they were rolling the credits and i 
looked over to him and I go, actually, my boyfriend's in the audience today. <laughs> and he goes, oh, where is he? And I pointed over to where they were sitting. And I said, and my parents are sitting next to him. And he goes, oh, what are your parents' names? And I said, Robert and Mahela. And he goes, he, he yelled at my parents. Hey, Robert, Mahela, watch out for that one. And then I have no idea what he was saying after that because I was laughing too hard. He, like made a you're out motion with his hand. It was just, it was a whole thing. And you can see it. It's just, right. oh man, it was, it was. And then um, during the, I don't remember if it was the first or second episode that I was on, there were two categories. One in the first round, one in the second round. What the first round was, I love the nightlife, N-I-G-H-T. The second round was I love the nightlife K N I G H T. So, you know, the uh, play on words thing. Right, so right. The, the first round, I love the nightlife, was all about uh clubs in Vegas and and drinks and things like that. It wasn't just Vegas, it was it was basically, you know, the bar bar scene and things like that. Right. So I answered I was answering all the questions, which was not because I was a college student. It was because I read Trivial Pursuit cards as a kid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because of that, my life, I didn't drink. Like, I, I had never, I don't think I'd ever had any alcohol. It was one of those things. I just knew these answers. I wasn't 21. It was just, I, I knew the answers. And so we get down to the $500 question. I say, I'll take I Love the Nightlife for 500 Alex. And he says, I bet you do. <laughs> and I died, like, internally. <laughs> And did not get the $500 question because I was so distracted. Um, they edited that out. Oh. That was not actually in the show when you, when you saw it on TV. <laughs> that is, that's funny um, and interesting. And um, having worked in the same building with you, I know that you are not lying when you said you read Trivial Pursuit cards for fun. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. No, I was... This being on Jeopardy was like the culmination of many, many years worth of academic team and trivial pursuits and yeah. digests instead of looking out the window of the car on family road trips. It was it was inevitable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My dad used to kick ass in trivial pursuit. They would, you know, friends would come over and it was always, you know, husband and wife going against whoever. And my mom and dad always won because my dad just knew trivia. And my mom, she knew a lot of trivia as well. My dad just knew more. <laughs> so they would just destroy people. And then it got to where nobody wanted to play uh, Trivial Pursuit with them anymore because dad always won. But... <laughs> Yeah, my my cousins, my brother and my cousins, we would play a game at Thanksgiving every year, Thanksgiving mm -hmm. and Christmas. And for a while, it was Trivial Pursuit. And what they would do is we would team up. Like I'd have my my youngest cousin with me, and we we'd play together. And my brother and my other cousin would play together. And um, by the end of the game. It was all of them putting their pie pieces into one to try to beat me. Because then, right. you know, later on, with Alec, when Alec joined the family, he joined in this too, and um, <laughs> they still didn't beat me. <laughs> right, right. That that's how I am with the all their pie pieces. with the game Risk. Oh, um, yeah. I will I will destroy you in Risk, mm -hmm. and I'm not nice about it because what I'll do is I'll I'll have everything done, but you'll have one country left. 
and I'll win. And then I just get my added troops, and then I pass. <laughs> so that I'll have, like, this overwhelming force. And people are like, do you have to do that? And I'm like, yes, I do, because I'm a jerk mm -hmm. when I play no, Risk. <laughs> I would be remiss if I did not say that there is only one person who has beaten me at Trivial Pursuit, and it is my husband. But the only reason he beat me at Trivial Pursuit is that we were playing at 3 o'clock in the morning after my 10-year high school reunion at my parents' house. And I basically said, okay, whoever, if you get this next question right, you win. Because I'm tired and I want to go to bed. And he would not give up. <laughs> got it right. And so I said he won so we could go to bed. I, I don't blame you. Um, my son actually beat me in Risk once. But it was not normal Risk. It was Lord of the Rings Risk. And because I didn't know the map, I didn't have strategy for it. Because it was sort of like a new thing. And I played regular Risk so many times. I just know how to go about, you know, winning the board. Mm -hmm. So I understand when, you know, of course, with Trivial Pursuit, it's all about obviously knowing the trivia. Yeah. But if you grew up reading the cards for fun and you are really good at retaining the trivia, mm -hmm. you're going to well, just destroy people. We're, we're not allowed to play with those decks anymore. Oh, you have to get the new updated yeah, we decks. Have to, we have to play with the newer decks because they just don't, they won't. Let me, they won't let me play if they play with the old ones. Have you ever seen the... Uh, apparently there's an entertainment uh, Trivial Pursuit question that came out, I think, in like 2010-ish, and the question is, which one of these actors hasn't played Batman? And so it was oh, Christian Bell, Adam West, um, Michael Keaton, and then um, Ben and Affleck. Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> so... Oops, they printed so that one so too has, soon. So it has been written, so it shall be <laughs> That's right, that's right. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess you're getting back. I ADD'd us again. As <laughs> Hey, you know what? That's what's fun. That's what's fun about this. <laughs> it's what I do. It's my gimmick in my brain. Um, <laughs> so anyway, getting back to the second show, you go and change. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming when you do the second show, do they give... I guess my question is, at the beginning when you said everybody kind of got to practice with the, you know, the buzzer uh, thing, does all, do all of the contestants do that before you film the first episode of the day? Yeah. Or is it in between? So it's, everyone gets to practice episode one, whatever, 30 minutes to change, episode two, 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. They all, we all practice at the beginning. And then I think they gave him a chance to buzz in like right before we started to make sure everything's working properly. Right, right. Um, but everybody's already written their names. So they just put the names up on the screens in the front. Um, everything's ready. They just get the, the, they put their boxes in place. So everybody's the right height. Um, <laughs> they moved my boxes over. Um, but it's, it's very, very quick, very quick turnover. Like, I don't know, 15 minutes in between or something like that. It's not, there's not a lot to reset. So it makes it kind of easy that way. Right. Uh, they did they did three shows and then had lunch, had a lunch break. Okay. So it was, and lunch was maybe like one o'clock or something. It was a little bit of a late lunch. They do the three shows and then they take the, the fourth and fifth show after lunch. After. Yeah. So when you write your final Jeopardy question down, because you know it appears on the, like, the little screen where your name is, so is the screen uh, like a touchpad screen, or do you write it on paper and then they come and get it and scan it on so it pops up on that screen? How does that? 
Because now, obviously, everything is a touchscreen, and it would be easier. But when you were on, touchscreens weren't really a thing. No, it was a it was a touchpad screen thing. Like you had to, it was, it was like putting your signature on a thing at the bank or whatever. It was that kind of okay. Excuse me, that kind of a screen. The fun part was I only got what one Final Jeopardy question right the whole time I was there. Yeah, um, I've always I've seen the the three episodes. That you were on, obviously, because you brought the DVD to work and uh, co-workers all watched it. And I am proud to say that one of the Final Jeopardy questions you got wrong, I knew the answer to. Now, all of the other questions during the show that you got right, I did not know the answer to, you know, half of them. But that one Final Jeopardy question, I knew the answer to, and it was the escape velocity of when a rocket is launching uh, mm -hmm. Earth's gravity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The I felt really like there were there were a couple of them that I was like I feel like I should have known that escape velocity. I don't know that I actually would have known that one. Like that was. I'm not a science person necessarily. Like there, well, are, you, I know I know things, but the um, yeah, we work in a history museum, get, not a science right. museum, right? <laughs> um, and of course, the one I did get was on U.S. presidents, so. But that tracks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I um the one I did get I was very, very proud of. <laughs> because it was the the answer was this US president's middle name is the name of a like something century prophet. And my favorite book when I was in like fourth grade was a book of president of presidential tri trivia and biographies okay. of US presidents. It was I loved this book. I got it at like a book fair. Uh, it was always out. It was out so much my cat chewed on it. Like I, I read this book all the time. So of course I knew that that was Warren Gamaliel Harding. I mean, who doesn't know that? But well, I mean, <laughs> such, such common knowledge at this point. Right. I mean, exactly. But uh, um, yeah, the other three, of course, I felt pretty dumb. <laughs> right. Right. But, it was the others, the the two that I got wrong before the the one that I, you know, had to exit on. I was far enough ahead that it didn't matter. Right. So. so it, yeah, you I just lost. bet like a dollar. Is... No, I, I bet like seventy six hundred dollars. Oh. Um, it was a lot. Um, but the, when you're up there, at least in my view and part of that's probably because i was 21 years old and didn't have much of a concept of money anyway i had enough of a concept but not a huge concept it right was point. It, they weren't it wasn't money it was points and so it didn't like it didn't click with me about how much money i could have had <laughs> if yeah. i had just bet a dollar instead of losing seventy six hundred dollars on a final jeopardy that i didn't get right Right, right. Well, I mean, look at it this way. you It was just less money you had to give to the IRS. That's true. Although it wasn't as much as I thought it was in taxes. Speaking of okay. speaking of taxes, how does that work? Do you, after you're done and you win, is it an immediate, hey, we're cutting you the check, but we're taking out the taxes type thing? Or do you have to pay it at the end of the year? No, they, what they do, my, I taped in September. My episodes aired in December. Okay. I did not get money until April of the ah. next year. <laughs> so April, right before I graduated from college, 
not a bad time to get some money. Right. But it was at that point, they had already taken out the California tax, which was like 700 and some odd dollars, I think. Okay. Um, because the money was earned in California. Right, right. And I don't, I can't remember if they'd taken out the federal tax too. I think they had. I actually, because, because we are who we are, I was going through a bin of old papers and different things that my mom had saved and I had saved uh, right. birthday cards and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, the tax stuff was in there. Ah. <laughs> from Jeopardy. <laughs> and actually, a couple of newspaper articles as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the, uh, I think they had taken the federal out too, maybe. No, I think, no, I guess we had to do that later. My mother would know because my mother did my taxes at that point because I was still in college. Uh, right, right. But I think we had to pay $11 to Oklahoma. It was something ridiculous like that. Ridiculously small like that because we're Oklahoma residents. Right. Um, but the none of it happened until the next year. Okay. December, and then we didn't get the money until April. Okay. That's that's interesting. I, You know, obviously having never been on a on a game show, I don't know how that that situation would work. Yeah, I mean it was it was not difficult. It was it was really easy as right, far as I right. knew. <laughs> as far as yeah. I knew. And my mom may have a different story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for her it was a headache because she did your taxes. Right. Um, <laughs> but now we got the um let's see, I let's can I can I give the spoilers now? Can I Yeah, go ahead because we're about okay. to go to the third episode, so Okay, so I, I, one day one, and then I did day, they take day two, and we won day, and I won day three, and we went to lunch, and we came back, and I won day four, and then I lost day five to a guy who made turkey legs at medieval fairs. And yeah, it's a lot of free time to learn trivia. Great. And so, um, I won four days, and I won a total of $41,900. And with that money, I replaced my uh, 87 Chevy celebrity named Marvin. And um, then I put the rest of it away for a down payment on a house eventually, much further in the future. And we referred to it as the Marvin Retirement Fund. Because Marvin needed to retire. <laughs> right, right. He needed to go off into the sunset. So he didn't like to go over 70 on the turnpike. Yeah, when you drive frequently between Norman, Oklahoma, and Broken Arrow, there is a lot of turnpike driving. Yeah, yeah, he liked to shake at seventy-one. So. <laughs> <laughs> Good to seventy, seventy-one. Nope, not yeah. gonna have it. Yeah, no yeah. more, no more. And was it your uh, Toyota Highlander that you purchased with your uh, winnings? Uh, Rav Four. Oh, Rav Four. Yeah, Rav. My first one. It was a, a green Rav Four that I named Yertle. I mean, why not? So. Yeah, he was had him around until <laughs> until I had my first kid. Um, yeah, yeah. Then yeah. we got another Rav Four. <laughs> <laughs> and now you drive a minivan. Now I drive a minivan because I am a minivan mom. Yeah, that is you, how this works. I'm Doctor Minivan Mom. Yeah, your mom game is is really strong with the. Oh, the it is very strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, it was it was. The, the money came at exactly the right time to take care of things that it needed to take care of. So, Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
Obviously, it worked out for you because you need a new car. And you, exactly. You got I one didn't that get you a could... Jaguar. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. yeah. Insurance was probably cheaper, though, on the RAV4. Oh, I think so. Much more practical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely more practical. <laughs> you could fit more friends in the RAV4 than you could in the uh, in the Jaguar. And oh, as a, exactly. As a young college student, that's really what's the most important. Exactly. The most important thing. So. And much and much easier to uh, move from apartment to house to apartment to other apartment to other house to however many times I moved in that next few years. <laughs> right. So so when you fill out job applications and there's the. You know that spot at the end where it's like, tell us, you know, something about you or, you know, people put in like, I do this hobby or I'm a member of this club. Do you always put on there? I'm a four day champion on Jeopardy. You know, I actually haven't done that, but um, I really, pro I do use it for two truths and a lie in those uh, icebreaker things. Right. Yeah. And that. does anyone ever get it correct on the two truths and a lie? It's about 50-50. Depends on if anybody in the room actually knows me at all. Right. And even the people who don't know that, that, was, that I've done that but know me a little bit, guess that that's probably the truth. <laughs> I, I would have, if you did that to me, I would assume that that one was a truth because it would be kind of so random. Right. That right. you would think someone wouldn't just randomly be like, I won Jeopardy. I could see Wheel of Fortune. But not Jeopardy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <You know. laughs> uh, it's, it's gotten really difficult my brain around the fact that I taped this 20 years ago. Like, it, it was 20 years ago at this point. Yeah, that's the... Yeah, no, I, I get that. Stuff like mm -hmm. that hits me because it'll be like, holy cow, it's been 25 years since I was deployed to Kuwait. Yeah. Or, you know, some, you know, something similar. And it's like, oh, my gosh, the world is so different now. So I get that. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and Jeopardy is such a, a unique thing. I, obviously, it would probably be the same if you won, you know, Wheel of Fortune or the Showcase Showdown on Price is Right. Or... I, do have a friend, I do have a friend who won on the Price is Right. So. That's awesome. <laughs> Actually, I can't remember if he won one, but he was on the Price is Right. We all watched it. It was great. Another college friend. Have you ever watched the documentary about the guy that gamed The Price is Right? Yes, we watched, Alec and I watched it. <laughs> that was so was great. fascinating to watch. Yes. <laughs> it was like, that is... a lot of time and effort, man. Yeah, and I have put a lot of time and effort in some strange things, but even that seems to have right. crushed me in the strangeness department. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. exactly. <laughs> Well, after after we got back from from all the the fun in California, I actually got to see the ocean. I hadn't seen the Pacific Ocean. We went and saw the Pacific Ocean while we were there. We went to Santa Monica Pier. Uh -huh. They said after I lost on that fourth game, they looked. They they said normally we make people leave after they lose, so they can't see who wins the next ones. Right. But they were like, if you want to stay and watch the fifth game, you can. And I looked at them. I go, yeah, no thanks. It's been great. <laughs> I want to leave. They're like, okay. Well, I'm too sad. Okay, I'm ready to go. Um, so was, we're not staying here. Was it difficult to not tell anybody how you did? Because that's obviously probably part of the non-doc. Well, I could tell people, sort of. I just couldn't tell the press. 
And I mean, people were, they, they send out press releases to your local papers telling you that, telling them that you were on so that they can get, do stuff. You just can't tell them how right. you did. Literally, You're like, you I may or may not. And so like, oh, you OU's paper did a thing. Broken Arrow's paper did a thing. I think Norman, yeah, Norman's paper did a thing. The Daily Oklahoma did a thing. It was a lot. Um, but I mean, the fun part was we had we we had watch parties, right? Because parents wanted to watch it, so we had like two days. We had watch party at the house. Two days. One day we had a watch party at um, Mr. Bill's on campus. I don't know if you know where that was. It's not there anymore, but um, just right in Stubman Village. Over by Adams Tower, across okay. the hall, um, and uh, actually maybe three days. It was at um, the sorority house. We just I, boys were allowed upstairs in the uh, TV room to watch because boys weren't allowed above the first floor at the sorority house. But from the yeah. watch party, boys were allowed upstairs. It's a big deal. Yeah, you got them um, to change the rules for you. That's awesome. Just for like the thirty minutes of the show, <laughs> but the. Um, we one of my two of my the professors whose classes I missed to go out there were like, let us know when it's going to be on because we want to watch it. And then they're like, we're going to get everybody together to go watch it at the bar, <laughs> which was really the only place that had a, they knew of that had a big green TV to gather. So we're right. in this little room at Mr. Bill's watching. So you, you should have asked for extra credit for. I know. Every, I was just happy they were not going to kill me out. <laughs> so when uh as someone who was on the show when they announced that alex trebek had uh cancer which the dude fought diligently because he had if i remember correctly a pretty aggressive form yes of cancer was that i don't like a gut punch for you i mean not that you guys are you know best friends going out dancing or whatever but that's still it's you know I him. mean, he's an, he's an institution. He was an institution. Honestly, like when my time with him on the show was not the best of interactions. I felt <laughs> okay. I I did not feel very well, very respected. Oh, while okay. I was there, I did as a as a young woman. Right. Um, I mean, I think he was just. I think it was the good humored teasing is what he was really doing. But at the time I did not necessarily appreciate it. And it's, it was kind of one of those, man, can you just like not do that? Cause this is not who I am. Right. Um, it's just, it's one of the, you, you grow up watching this and then you get to go with these people and do these things. Honestly, when I was there, he wasn't the focus of my experience. The people who were behind the scenes were much more part of it. I couldn't name them if you asked me to, but they were so warm and inviting and wonderful and made you feel so comfortable that they were the best part of all of it. People back in the green room and the people who were doing all that thing in that stagehand who handed me my water and called me champ. Like, <laughs> they were the best part. Yeah, yeah. And then the other people, some of the other people that we were playing against, like they were really nice. And they, the ones, the random people who were, you know, saying, hey, thanks for beating that dude in the first game because he was a jerk. Like, <laughs> you're like, you're welcome. Strange <laughs> thing. Like, okay, sure. I, all right. But that was the, that was the cool part to me. He was kind of peripheral in a way, which is weird. You wouldn't think that that would be the case. And, and when we were there, he did not have his mustache, so I didn't get to. Ugh, oh, that bastard. 
Did he not know? <laughs> he didn't know that many years later, I was not going to be fulfilling Jack Robertson's dream. Right? Knowing someone who stroked Alex Trebek's neck. I know. So Gosh. Uh, damn him. But, I mean, it's it's one of those. At the time, it, at the time, it almost got into my head what he was saying to me, and it shouldn't have. Like, right? He was teasing me in a way, and because I was because I was a twenty-one-year-old college student. Yeah. With the adult. Yeah. So, I guess I have two more questions. One. What is your opinion on the inability to find a replacement host for Alex Trebek? And are you also Team LeVar Burton like I am? <laughs> and, wait, did I say one or A? And B? <laughs> or two? Whichever. Uh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> if you had the opportunity to go on Jeopardy <laughs> again at this point in your life, would you do it again? Well, okay. As for guest host i don't i mean i understand why they're having trouble you can't replace somebody a who's been doing it for that many years and is he, he is jeopardy like alex right. was jeopardy like that's just they're interchangeable like there's no oh yeah so there's no replacing him and anybody who tries to actually replace is not going to they have to do it their own way they have to try to figure out how they're going to be themselves and i don't know that anybody's really I don't know if anybody's really able to do that and make it their own. I feel the same way about the Colonial Pen commercials. No one has been as good as Alex Trebek since, you know. Well, and nobody's been... People are not going to trust anybody as much as they trusted him. Right? (laughs) Um, But, and also, I have not actually... Okay, here's here's my confession. I don't watch Jeopardy anymore. Well, you're at work when it's and, on, so... Well, yeah. But I actually stopped watching it not long after I was on it. So... Yeah, you know. Um, Once you've done it... Although it was funny because... Although it was funny because one time I came home from um, being out, and there was the evening, like, the late night reruns, and I walk in, and I'm on TV again. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was a rerun. Right, yeah. It was hilarious. And then um, one of my... my parents minister at the time had seen the rerun as well and he started calling me rerun um <laughs> but anyway so that's a whole other thing oh, the, right um, there's the, i'm i'm just going along with the theme of the podcast of ADD. So. Uh, no feel free the i have not seen lavar burton do it so uh, as much as i love lavar burton as a concept in general like I, I would have to actually see him post to know if I would be team of Arbor. I would love to just say yes. I really would. But I feel right. like that would be disingenuous. So fair enough. Fair I enough. Can't, I can't just wholeheartedly say yes. Even though, you know, there's big parts to me that just want to. Yeah. No, that, that's fair enough. I mean, we are talking about one of the more important uh, issues facing the United States of America right, right now right. is who's going to I mean, to honestly, it makes me wonder about the, the future of the afternoon game show. I know. I mean, it... Right? It, it, like, yeah, like, it's so it, important. As a genre, if, if he cannot be replaced, if, if Trebek cannot be replaced, what is the future of the afternoon game show? I know. I know. I, just, I did just have a thought, though. Um, and this was somebody who's also won 
several of the celebrity Jeopardies. Cheech Marin. What if he became the host? That could be... That is that is an interesting thought. That is... Yes. Because he's also unexpected. Like, yeah. I mean, as much as he has won, he's still un. Yeah. Nope. Nobody's thrown Cheech Marin out there. I'm... I think I'm switching no. to Team Cheech. Team Cheech. I like it. It's a solid, that's a solid, solid recommendation. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, I guess uh, question two or B, would you do it again? Oh, yeah. um, you know, I don't know if I would because I feel like I've lost brain cells since then. Um, well, <laughs> I think it was at, I, I think it was at my peak. <laughs> get, getting your doctorate took a lot out of you. I know it took you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, took a little while. Took some time. Took some. The, I think. I think the gray matter has shrunk. Um, <laughs> I. I would consider other game show opportunities, um, but I don't know if I go on Jeopardy again. I love it. Like I love trivia. I. I like to go play trivia. I like to play trivia games at home. I enjoy it. I don't know if I do Jeopardy again. I, I would, That's I, fair. you know what, if I had the opportunity and somebody just said, will you do it? I'd say yes. Like, I'm not going to say no to that. Right, right. Well, you could do Weakest Link or Who Wants to Be a Millionaire because they have rebooted both of those and those are also mm-hmm. trivia related. Yes. Although I think Jane Lynch would just eat me alive. Perhaps. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, maybe not. Maybe not. And honestly, just because the trivia, the first half of like, who wants to be a millionaire? Like the first five questions, you would probably just destroy anyway. So <laughs> yeah, I could I could earn some money there. I don't think there's any any reason I couldn't earn some money there. And um, there's that one. What is it? The chase? Is that what it's called? I'm not sure. I think I think that's what it's called. That one looks kind of fun. Yeah. Or the or the or doing the wall, like getting a getting a partner and doing the wall, the with the. But there's an element of chance there, and I don't like elements of chance. Yeah, because... I, I, I want it strictly based on <laughs> what I know. Right, yeah. The buzzer, is enough, the buzzer is enough of an element of chance. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, is the... What is it? Is the wall the one that they drop the Plinko down, yeah. and it has... Yeah. Uh, the, the, the Plinko ball thing. Yeah, Yeah, and... Um, dang it. Chris, Chris Hardwick. Thank you. I needed his name, so yeah. I couldn't, you know, my brain was like, oh, hey, that's what, who knows where that thing's stored. <laughs> back, back there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I've come to realize that my brain doesn't retain information in, like, a neat um, filing cabinet type system. It's more of, like, a shoots mm-hmm. and ladders board game. And so I'm continually going down the wrong slide looking for crap and it's like i know that it's here somewhere (laughs) where did it go i'm just i just i just wish i could push some things out to make room for other things like it's i there's a law of conservation of space in there of some kind and i apparently have run out in certain areas so i really wish i could get something out of there so i could put some actual useful information back in i i understand um I can tell you, I can go hours on end talking about Star Wars, mm-hmm. but, you know, give me math past division and it, it just isn't going to happen. <laughs> you know, song lyrics from the 80s, I'm your man. Mm-hmm. Ask me to, well, do your taxes after you went on Jeopardy. It's right. going to happen. We're going right. to go pay someone to do it. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, no, I understand the limited space and mine is filled with all of the most unimportant things in life. Mine's filled with all those things on those Trivial Pursuit cards I read when I was eight. Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, yeah. those include, like, the USSR. <laughs> Right? And no one asks questions about that anymore, although they should, because Putin has tried his darndest to bring it back. But that is a subject for a separate podcast. Exactly. Not not one talking about being on Jeopardy. (laughs) Maybe being Um, in Jeopardy. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, The funny thing is, is since uh, the other day at work you told me that you had uh, gone on to select the time to record... I cannot stop singing Weird Al Yankovic's I Lost on Jeopardy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Bill Moore made a video of that with my, like, cut in with my appearance on Jeopardy. Right. Yeah. It was it was great. I need to find it. I can't find it. Because he, he took some celebrity Jeopardy clips of, like, Norm Macdonald as Turd Ferguson, and I can't remember who else. And and with, you know, Sean Connery. Of course, right. Because you can't have Celebrity Jeopardy without Sean Connery. And um, then he put in I Lost on Jeopardy and put my my answers in there. It was great. It was wonderful. <laughs> I can't yeah. find it. I need it. I wonder if it's but, somewhere. Did he do it at, at home or did he do it at... I think uh, he did it at the office. <laughs> <laughs> there might be a copy of it somewhere. Possible. At work. Oh, and um, did, did I tell you that when I first started dating Alec, that's what his family called me, was Jeopardy. No, and you didn't. I didn't have didn't. a name. I, my name was Jeopardy. Just just Jeopardy. Just Jeopardy, yeah. I it's, guess. The con- it's the concept of until you know you want to keep the puppy, you don't actually name the puppy. So right. instead of calling me Elizabeth, <laughs> it's Jeopardy. They, they were just making sure that you were going to stick around exactly. before they decided to give you give mm-hmm. me a name. There are worse things to be called than Jeopardy. It's true. And I've been called all of them. (laughs) Generally by my wife. (laughs) Are you sure sure all of them? Maybe not all of them, but probably a good 75%. Well, Heather is very creative. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. She she can flip me off with her eyes. I don't know if that's a skill that you have. but Oh, I think it's possible. It occasionally does happen to me, but I probably earned it. Yeah, so no. we all do occasionally. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, you're not going to believe this, but we're right at an hour. It, oh wow! Well, it it goes by fast. It does go by fast. And, it does. Um, so I appreciate you coming on. It was really fascinating, uh, just talking about your whole Jeopardy experience. It was my pleasure, and any time I'm I am happy to to sit and talk and discuss any. Any subject, kids are not banging on the door. Maybe, maybe we will have you on in the future to talk about presidential middle names. There we go. There's there's some interesting ones. Yeah, we could talk about uh, Wilson. We could talk about Milhouse. Harry S. Yeah, just S. Just S. (laughs) Jefferson. I know quite. I strangely know quite a few presidential middle names. You, I would imagine you probably know more than I do. And I don't know why. It's so weird. Yeah, well, it's just fun. They're fun facts. Fun fact. Yeah. And, you know, I guess if your your middle name was Millhouse, it probably shouldn't be a surprise that you're going to kind of be a, a jerky president that doesn't That's mind true. breaking into your political opponent's campaign offices. It is a sign. It's a sign. 
So if you're listening, people, and you're having a kid and you're considering Millhouse, just don't. The Simpsons should have taught you that, too. Yes, yes, for sure. At least with Wilson, you could say that they were named after um, the volleyball and Castaway. Which is a very valid thing to do. Right? (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, seriously, uh, we can have you on sometime, talk about history, presidential history. Sure. Whatever you would like. Yeah, um, but we do have some time, so (laughs) we can do it later. Exactly. But yeah. Well, and, thanks uh, thanks for asking. I appreciate it. I, I, I appreciate it's, you coming on. It's fun reliving the uh, the glory days occasionally and looking back at pictures of baby Elizabeth. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I understand. Because um, my, my eldest just got married and we were looking at Heather in my wedding pictures from years ago. And I'm like, holy cow, I was, I was a... A babby when I got married. Well, and just they they send you this lovely glass frame with your picture. I know I know that the people listening cannot see this, but got Jeopardy etched in it. Yeah, with your uh, they mail this to you later. See, he's not mustachioed. Oh yeah, no, he's not. Darn him. And your your very early two thousands hairdo. Oh yeah, yes, my little my little bob, my little bangsless bob. Yep, yep, and. uh my suit jacket. Well, I mean, you're on Jeopardy. You got to wear a suit jacket. You can't right. just, right. You can't just go on and, you know, yeah, t-shirts was, and holy jeans. It was super fun on that fourth day when I was trying to figure out what I was going to wear because I only had three days worth of clothes. Yeah, yeah. Just put put one of the shirts with that suit jacket. It worked out really well. Had no idea what I was going to do if I won for the fifth day. Yeah, just borrow one from Alex. There we go. That would worked. <laughs> That actually, strangely enough, probably would have worked in the 80s because oversized suit jackets for, for females was a trend with the sleeves rolled up. So it, yeah. if you would have been on when you were two, that totally would have worked. <laughs> would have been very oversized at that point. Very, very oversized, yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, I, I really appreciate you coming on. That was it, my pleasure. It, it, it was great talking about it. I really enjoyed it. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and end the show as I always do. So remember, everybody, try to live your life in a way that would make Bob Ross proud. Thank you for listening to Musings of an ADD Mind. If you enjoyed this podcast, or even if you didn't, please hit the subscribe or follow button.